What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. And now, your main event. Introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddy. Jeff Dodd and Freddie Prince Jr. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Freddie. But now we call it Wrestling with Friends. And with me, as always, is my awesome co-host, Wrestling. What? What? what you're like? It's not even an aficionado. You're just like a, a lover of all an enthusiast, yeah. Mister Jeff. Die. How you doing, Mr. Jeff? How are you? I'm feeling good. How you doing, bub? It doesn't matter how <laughs> I you feel. Too oh, wait, I did it to myself. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually perfect Freddie Prince Jr. right there. <laughs> to be so kind that he won't even do the catchphrase dunk on someone else. He does it to I himself. Up, yeah, I scored an own goal. Jeff, it was a great week of wrestling. It was a great weekend. Thank you to the wonderful city of Seattle, your city, the war chest. For your boys' federation just got a lot fatter, ladies and gentlemen. So we thank you, Seattle lovers of wrestling. Sorry to defy wrestling, which is an indie promotion up there. They actually had a friggin' match while I was up there. And I was exhausted after the first day and had dinner with the lovely Rachel Lee Cook. And I missed your guys' show. But shout out to Defy Wrestling and all you indie promotions out there. We got love for y'all. We got love. Jeff, Monday Night Raw, baby. Should we start at the beginning of the week? Let's do it. All right, man. I don't like dumping on stuff. But as far as the Judgment Day Mysterio storyline is going, I don't care. And I know yeah. they got hamstringed because they had to turn edge face when Randy Orton got hurt. So this is completely excusable what's going on. I want to preface it by saying that. But outside of Rhea Ripley, who I love, no one is getting over. No yeah. one. The Damian Priest thing is is getting weird almost, and I used to love him, and now it's like, what do they call him? The it's the Archer of Infamy, which is I don't know, man. It's just he's not getting over, and I felt like it was most important to get him over. Rhea's just killing it because she's beating up dudes, chicks, demons, dragons, whatever. She don't care. But other than and Finn is well, it's Finn, good to man. be a giant, you know. She's a giant in the women's division. I just think it's uh, it's it's like you said, it's boring. And also, like I'm hearing rumors, and maybe maybe this is confirmed by this point because I heard it a, a few weeks ago that Edge is going to retire and is is going to be done. So what happens to the his his group? It's it's all he better it, not, man. He's got more in him. I don't know. That's what well, I've been. That's what I've heard. 
Well, we're texting him after the show, and we're going to find out. <laughs> oh, I forgot you have his phone number. I have to go through all of these weird. No, we're going to group things. text. We're going to group text that one because like that, that. would break my idea. heart. I know how I felt the first time he retired, and dude, I actually wrote the story for Edge. He ended up having to pull out of because he retired. We wrote this whole thing where, and it was creepy because it was kind of actually what happened to him, where Christian he wanted to get the belt on Christian. And Christian was going to turn on Edge and just for weeks smash him. And like Christian even had like a, it was going to be like when Dave Chappelle spoofed Sesame Street and <laughs> yeah. did a, he was going to do something like that. And they were going to spell the word spine and what each letter stood for and just like mock what he did to this fool's neck. And it was this whole <laughs> thing. And then Edge actually ends up actually hurting his neck. And he couldn't do the story. And so they just wrapped ah. it around Alberto Del Rio. And uh, he ended up getting it for a day. But, um, but anyway, he better not be retiring because I love Edge. But this story's just, Stale. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I love Ray Ray. And I just wish she was in better stories. And I'm cool with him putting everyone on the roster over. It's Ray. Sure. Nothing's going to damage his legacy. But just, again, they got hamstrung. So no, no blame on anyone. But maybe just disband the group and start over with him. Well, and also like, you know, we don't have to spend too much time on it, but like, I like every wrestler in this. I like every wrestler. I like all those yeah. wrestlers. There's not a yeah. single wrestler I don't like. It's every just this story one. is boring to me. And I don't, it doesn't, it's not gripping me. And it was really doesn't grip me as the opening to Raw. That's the best way to point, to, to point the finger at it. We both love every single wrestler in the story and we hate the story. <laughs> yeah, it's just not doing much. All right, well, move on. Um, I just got to say the biggest pop of the night came from the biggest slam of the night. I don't, not everybody's going to want to talk about women's tag team wrestling, but Asuka, I said it quickly, all you up, up, nice. down, down nerds that got on my case <laughs> three years ago. And Alexa Bliss took on Nikki A-S-H, Nikki Ash, a superhero, and Dewdrop, who we are going to call Piper the Viper because Dewdrop is a dumb name. Um, and Piper the Viper is how she would prefer to be known. So that's how we will refer to her. And I don't care what WWE says. So this woman, Piper the Viper, is Scottish. I'm completely in love with her. I fell in love with her the first time Triple H brought her over for the Mae Young Classic. And I literally was like, who is this? She's amazing. Why isn't she on the main roster? They brought her up. I don't feel that they booked her well so far, but... She did a, and every, I'm going to say it wrong, a Michinoku driver. Did I say it right? You said it right, but she's calling it a Piper driver. It was awesome. I went bananas. I haven't thought about a Michinoku driver since the old uh, Nintendo 64 WCW versus NWO. Like, I, that's how long it's been. I forgot about the move. I was like, a Michinuku driver? I mean, how is... And I went to the internet, and there's videos of uh, of her doing it, and it's labeled, like, the Piper driver. But, like, I was so excited. I popped hard. Bro, oh, my God. I love that you went back to the video game for it. Was it WCW versus NW? Was that the one? Yeah, he was on that game, and, like, when you got a special up and you did that move, it was so... <laughs> it, was such a, it looked so cool. The cool thing about video game wrestling moves is they almost look better than the real wrestling moves because... It's a video game. perfect every time. <laughs> Nobody's trying to protect anybody. If it's a no, video they're, game. you're literally killing your friends. Yes. Yeah, and so that's fun. why we love video games. Miz and Ciampa versus uh, Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. Look, 
Cedric is not the best talker, mm-hmm. and Ali has not been booked in the best way, or hasn't been booked. <laughs> I guess this is the better way to say it. So everybody kind of knew which way this match was going to go. I won't care about Miz and Champa until they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Until one of them feels the other one cost them a match, and all of a sudden they start to get tense the way Miz was with Daniel Bryan back in the day. Um, on NXT when it was the mentor junior wrestler program. Here's your badge. So, oh, I hated that. But uh, once it becomes that, no one's better at it than Miz. That's why they gave uh, Ciampa to Miz. That's one of Hunter's guys. He's even got the Hunter beard. So you know they want this guy to have an opportunity to shine. And no one's in the company is better at getting cats over than the Miz. Do you agree? This wasn't my, this wasn't, I agree with that. I, you've, you've really been making me agree with that. Like, in yeah. a way, like you, you've shown me that light about how Miz does that. You're, so I'm slowly coming to the Miz side. I was going to say this match, though, uh, is, it isn't my match of the week, but it's definitely my underrated match of the week. Like Ooh. this, like Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander are so good. They yeah. are just so good, and I, I I wish that the internet of the world or the wrestling universe gave as much love to these guys as I as as some other wrestlers who I have to see every hour. But yeah, and I love Champa. I don't know. It was fun. it was a very 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 good. I liked the match a lot. Underrated uh, underrated match. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I know that the WWE has a television deal with India. And that's amazing. And I know that India has 
stars, people that compel you to watch them regardless of what you're doing. I worked with one on 24, Google Ashwarya Rai. Uh, she's the most beautiful woman on earth. There are huge Indian dudes that are jacked, good-looking cats that speak English and are actors. I've seen more Bollywood films than any of our listeners outside of, you know, people that live in India. The people they've found since the great Kali, Kali was special. Everyone they've found since then, and gender doesn't count, he's from Toronto, has not worked. Right. Mir does not work. So you have to invest there if you're going to ever have a Western audience take that dude seriously. It's easy to take the great Kali seriously. He's 100 feet tall. Yeah. 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 I mean, I worked with him and I was scared of him. By the way, he's super funny and super nice. Even his jokes through a translator would always make me laugh. <laughs> I like that you called him special. Well, he's just big. Yeah, He's just a huge mountain of a man. Uh, this Veer guy, also this match, just, this might be just a little too harsh, but this, every sequence, every, everything was like something from like 1988 WWF, like Saturday morning. It was like, so him going for the big grabs and he can't get the little guy. And then the little guy keeps evading the ring and then he takes him outside and does bad guy stuff. Like it was just, it was, uh. Just not a very exciting match. Also, it's the first time I ever heard of Bo Keller. I don't know who that. I didn't know who. Yeah, Bo Keller, future champion, bro. Yeah, dude. Um, it just feels tired. The whole match felt bad. And also, do you think that they just don't have somebody to go find? Like you just said, like they bro, have. Kali's f- there. He. They have a school there. They just must not invest anything into it. That's weird. Because yeah, like Ireland, like right, we have Finn Balor and we have Becky Lynch because of Fit Finley. Like, like yeah, that, bro. like. He was the one who was new, like who was special over there and who could be and a, fits, a star. Fits the man, Jeff. You would love this guy. No, well, you probably wouldn't because he's he's super mean, okay? Oh, yeah. And sounds- doesn't like the outside world of, of wrestling, right? Didn't really he was one of the guys that didn't want me there. And then they gave really? me a segment where I had to like direct him. And I was like, Oh no, this guy hates me, man. And so I, I went up to him and I said, uh, hey Fit, how are you? I'm Freddie. He goes, Oh, nice to meet you. I looked him in the eye, shook his hand. I said, I'm not here to tell you what to do, man. I'm just going to stand next to the camera. And if you have a question, I'm here for you. Otherwise, just do your thing. And he goes, oh, thank you. Thank you. And he didn't ask for anything, did his thing. And the promo was what it was. Fit Finley was never going to be, you know, JBL. I am a wrestling god. Like, he just wasn't going to be that guy on the mic. So the segment was fine and uh, went on. And like the next week at TV, he was like, I just wanted to thank you for, for, you know, not making it about you, I think is what he said. And I was like, hey, cool, cool, man. And from that moment forward, he was super cool to me. And I had to work with a lot of the divas back then. That's what they called them. And he was in charge of it. And that dude fought for those women in production meetings more than anyone else in that company, more than Stephanie McMahon, more than me, more than anyone, dude. Fit had those women's backs. Vince wouldn't let him do any moves. And fit every week would get something else in, something else in. Believe in him. Give him a chance, boss. Come on, Vince. Every single week, dude. He's the man. I love Fit Finley. Yeah, we need a we need an Indian Fit Finley is what we need. Do you want to talk Lashley Styles outside of the fact that I thought we were getting spoiled and got an awesome friggin' match? And I love both those guys. I would pay a pay-per-view to watch both those guys wrestle. Any any Sunday, I I love them, and the Dexter Loomis thing is getting kind of 
kind of WCW cool, man. I kind of yeah, like, like it. That's the only part of the match I was crazy about was the Dexter Loomis okay. you know, showing up and getting tackled by security. Just because also it's kind of weird, like, I don't know. I think I, I, Miss, I Miz too, sold that too big, by the way. Miz sold that yeah. way too big on the camera. I was like, bro, you got to bring that down. Dude. Take it down. Yeah, real, real theatrical. It was like, uh, what also, just happened? Bobby Lashley. Anytime I see a big star lose. You don't, you don't think he has enough credibility where he can take losses? Um, I don't know. I just, I just feels weird. I mean, I love Bobby Lashley. So like, it just, I'm kind of, I would have been, I would have been sitting saying the exact same thing. If AJ Styles wins, I'd have been like, man, I can't believe they did that too. It just always feels a so little. So you don't feel maybe, maybe you save a match like that for a pay-per-view. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Like a bit, two big names colliding. I don't know. Yeah. In my opinion. You're, no, you're probably right. Two of the biggest you're, names. I, yeah. in well, the I, I did say I felt like we were getting spoiled. And yeah. I would pay for it, but you're probably maybe you're right because it does. It's like, yo, he lost on regular TV. Right. I can. Ex- That's so '80s, Jeff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. I'm I'm, conf- I'm being inconsistent, but I just I don't know. It felt weird. Ziggler in theory, we all love Ziggler. He's the man. He gets everybody over like we know he can. That's all I have to say. Everybody knows <laughs> I got a man crush on him. I you, do. You got it. You got a few. Yeah, but he's the he's my main squeeze. Hey, man, nobody sells better. Nobody makes any. Miz can't, can't even sell as good as Ziggler. Ziggler takes the best spear. Ziggler takes the best RKO. Ziggler takes the best super kick. Ziggler takes the best body slam. I don't even remember a body slam he's taken, but it's the best. Ziggler's elbows get higher, and he doesn't even need the turnbuckle. Ziggler's hair flies faster. When he does take the super kick, his gum flies higher when he spits it out. His feet move <laughs> he faster. Does hell of a sell. <laughs> the gum. I love Dolph Ziggler. I don't know what they're going to do with theory. Can I pitch a weird theory about Austin yeah. Theory? Let's do All it. Right. You're the f- I like um, I like a what what would be an awesome b- way to book something by Freddie Prince Jr. That's what okay. I like. I like a, here's let's, something that would be wild. Let's swap out the word awesome, mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's put in. Really bad, but conspiracy-wise, I'm going to prove it true. Okay. All right. Here we go. I, I firmly believe that what Vince McMahon did to Karrion Cross was a way to rib Triple H because he knew that was Hunter's guy. And that's why he did the whole sexy gladiator uh, gimp thing to him. Because, ha ha, they're my toys. I'll play with them how I want. And... I know that Theory was Vince's guy, his next John Cena. And like Roman said, your daddy's not here anymore. And I think that was work shoot that he threw in there because people know that. And Roman wants to take advantage of the the smart fans. Here's what I think happened. Hunter gets his revenge for his guy getting played by playing Vince's guy. So we're at Clash at the Castle and Drew is wrestling Roman Reigns. And Drew wins. And everyone's happy. Here's where the booking is the worst book. Here's the worst part. Here's the part where you'll know why I'll never book. Theory cashes in on Drew McIntyre, the man who carried the belt during COVID and didn't get to hear a single person cheer for him. Only when he finally hears his own people cheer, he gets busted in the back of the head with the case. And Theory cashes in and wins. Here's where it gets even worse. Oh, you thought that was the worst part? 
But yeah, but wait, it gets I didn't worse. I think that was the worst part. <laughs> Karrion Cross comes out. He beats the crap out of Austin Theory, who just won the championship, leaving Theory just dead in a in a pool of his own blood. Right, not dead, but beat up and unconscious. Monday Night Raw will also be in England, I'm assuming. And he comes out, and they do they do Theory dirty the way they did Christian dirty back in the day when Randy Orton talked him into putting the title on the line the first night he had it. And he gets the title opportunity on Monday Night Raw. He beats down. They almost like Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair theory, and he just puts like 10,000 forearms to the back of his neck, gets the win, becomes the champion, and theory has to go back to NXT. <laughs> that's the consp- that's, that's the shit that. that keeps me up at night, Jeff. That's what keeps I- me up at night. I like this type of, I, I mean, here's the thing. That booking is so unpredictable that that's well, what we need. There's a, there's a reason it's unpredictable because none of it should happen. It should happen because <laughs> that's what we need. Shake things up like that. That'd be amazing. Yo, Back to NXT. Let, now, the only reason I thought of that was because last week we were under the impression that Drew was hurt, that mm-hmm. there was an injury. Yeah, that's what a but, shoulder thing. That's what I thought. But I'm seeing him. You know, it's or not back Claymore kick Roman, Claymore kick poor Sammy again. Dude, Sammy Zane is it. dude, he's Samoan, bro. He's I love it. He's I, I was so sad when he didn't win that match because I wanted him to when he was like, yo, we're gonna have the IC maybe in the in the family too. I was like, Oh, that would be amazing if he got the IC title <laughs> in the bloodline. I was like, hey! <laughs> he's pulling his weight. Yes, right now he's taking boots, but I think they got plans for him. I love Sami Zayn. I got a man crush on Sami Zayn too. What do you think about that, Jeff? That? Well, I'm jealous, you know, because uh, Sami Zayn's terrible. Although I do like what he's doing right now. It's funny, I hate you. <laughs> just you know the Scott guy and all this stuff. He's you know, bro, I love him so much. I hated him when he was the annoying Vince McMahon heel, but yeah. every time he's not that, I love it. The conspiracy guy, the Skog guy, just bad idea after bad idea, if you ask me. You know, he would be into my conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know he would. (laughs) (laughs) He would love that conspiracy. All right, let's let's move to the other side of the wrestling coin. A-E-W. And there's really only one story to talk about. And then I would like to make a potential apology and retraction. But the story is CM Punk's promo and talking mad smack on Hangman Page and then him and Moxley having their beef. Let's just jump into it, dude. Yeah, total jerk move to to say there's someone I want to call out uh, to a rematch right here. And then he calls out a guy who might not even be in the building. Do you know how much of a dick move that is to the fans that are there? (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) So Freaking low. I was joking with uh, uh, our producer just before it started, like being like, could you imagine you're at like a Raw and someone's like, here tonight, I want to call out The Undertaker. And then everyone just cheers and then there's no Undertaker. It's just <laughs> such a mean. It's, Daniel Tosh used to do that at the Comedy Magic Club. He would literally, if there was a guy behind, like going up after him that he wanted to mess with. No, yeah, no. He would go, he'd go, the cool thing about this club is you never know who's going to drop in. You oh, never know God. who's going to be at the Comedy Magic Club because everybody plays this club still. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Sandler. The whole place oh, goes no. crazy. Oh, no. And then Daniel pops his head behind the curtain. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Heath, Heath Heitch. 
And so the whole crowd's just like, <laughs> he's high. <laughs> such, a, such a jerk move. Oh my ass, but <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly kind of like what CM Punk did. Everyone's like, "We're gonna get to see CM Punk and Hangman tonight," and they're like, "No, not really. He's just running his mouth. It's terrible." As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> There's two. I'm t- oh, my God, I'm crying. There's two ways to look at it. It's work, shoot, and he's yeah. trying to turn heel. Or... There's real stuff going on, and it was receipt time. Okay. I I happen to know that it's more the latter, and I think he's just trying to take advantage of it and saying, okay, I'll roll with it. But not everyone backstage loves CM Punk, and it's not just because of Colt Cabana. It's because of the way they feel he's behaved since he's got there behind the curtain. And it was actually something that Hangman Page said in his promo when they were having their run to the title. And he said, I'm not just defending this title. I'm defending it for all those people back there. Because a lot of people don't feel like Punk shows anyone respect, really. At least not the type of respect that he... Well, let's change the word, because respect is earned. The type of dignity that one would expect at work. and when you don't treat people as necessary parts of the pie, and I've seen this on a lot of studios, people look at you a certain way or on a lot of movies, I should have said, you know, I've known young actors that were like, you know, whatever, it's just the sound guy. I'm like, do you want to be heard in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty important. So, Oh, it's just it's, catering. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're a, 
dickhead to catering. <laughs> now we right. noticed and we don't yeah, like that. Like, and the crew that wants to eat, like it's really important to them. So yeah. you may not care because you're a 92 pound actress, but the rest of us do. Now go have your Marlboro for lunch and fuck off. <laughs> um, I've basically had those conversations before. So, and that's what I've been told is kind of the stuff that's been going on. So Hangman Page, Hangman Page said a lot of real stuff in that. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say long before Colt Cabana and CM Punk had their falling out, like even when they were friends, CM Punk has been a terrible guy in the locker room as far as like some some like him and most uh, he's he's a brat. He wasn't loved at WWE and not all of it was his fault. But, dude, I do remember this. Punk hated John Cena, not hated him, but just hated what he represented. Right. And that that's what the company was behind. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time Hunter saying, "The reason, as different as they are, the reason he hates John so much is because he knows if he was in that same spot, he'd act the exact same way." Mm. And to hear, and this is over a decade ago, and to hear the rumblings of AEW basically saying he's acting the way John Cena did back then is just like. I mean, damn near everything I disagreed with Hunter on, he was right. He just, yeah. he just I knows, just, man. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. You, we were talking about dignity, and we were talking about the catering, and we were talking about respect. It's like, we want everyone that we like to be likable. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we go, oh, I like that guy. And then when you meet him, you find out, everyone goes, oh, he's a jerk back here, or oh, a lot of people have problems with him, or, or even if you have a bad interaction with a, with a person you'd like or think is famous or cool. It just taints the whole kind of thing, you know. Like I met Vader, and Vader was just like a jerk. And yes, was like, I've heard oh, stories. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's how Vader is." And I was like, "Well, that makes me not as big of a fan of Vader anymore, even though he's like a heel." And so I think the same thing's true with. Well, uh, then it works. Maybe he Punk. was. Maybe that's why he did that. Uh, I heard that's not really it. <laughs> uh, no, but my point. My point is like when you find out what these guys are really like, it can affect. The uh, your just your opinion of the wrestler. It's like Brett the Hitman Hart might be the only person that's like a bigger brat uh, than uh, than CM Punk. They're just like impossible to please. It's never enough money. It's never enough uh, book. It's just like just get these guys out of here. Play with the guys that play nice, like Adam Cole and Kevin Owens and all the Bray Wyatt's. Those are the guys we like. I'm so tired of hearing about CM Punk and these guys backstage who are just terrible to work i love me some kevin owens after he crapped all over hangman page and his cowboy shit to champ shit promo and he's always going to be good on the mic god he's good on the mic moxley comes out (laughs) that that this seemed personal i mean some of whoever wrote this whoever wrote this is a good writer cm punk laid down and made snow angels during the 18 minute well it was longer than edge coming out at SummerSlam. yeah and these two went at it, man. It was just a, a flurry of insults that I, I think were pre-discussed. I'd hope. I, I mean, it went from, you can go ahead and be the heart and soul of this company, but I'll be the dollars and cents. And that's legit. I mean, Punk can, he, if he's a heel... He can legit say that. He can legit say it anyway, but there's no babyface way to say that. So no. that's where I was like, man, is this getting personal? Like, 
because Moxley straight calling him out on needing money, not having heart to fight anymore. And we all know why, which takes us back to the MMA days where he kind of embarrassed himself trying to compete with professional fighters instead of going up through the amateurs, which is probably the better idea in hindsight. But they went after each other. And then they fought, and you saw them protecting each other during the fight, which made me go, okay, they had to have known this was going on. Like, they had to have. But I love these kind of stories. When I thought Becky Charlotte was real, I still oh, think yeah. it was real. It was real. I can confirm. I Oh, there you go. Boom. Confirm. I wanted to watch that match so much more. And so I was okay with it as long as both fellas are okay with it. I don't know how Adam Hangman Page and his bodysuits are feeling about it. But if I were him, I would be pissed, pissed because he got yeah. hung out to dry in all this. Yeah, I mean, literally, I, I don't have it memorized, so I just brought it up what he, what he you know in our production notes here. But some of this stuff is so good. John Moxley is the third best guy in his own group. And to me, that sounds like a reoccurring theme in his career. I mean, that's bro. What a good zing. Then he goes, he's the third best Eddie I've ever been in the ring with. He's the second best Kingston I've ever shared a locker room with. And not even the first John I've beaten in Chicago. I mean, like, dude, he's so good on the mic. That's whoever. How does this work? You're behind that. You know, all the behind the scenes. Someone writes this for these guys or do you think they wrote? Punk, this? No, punk wrote all that. Punk wrote really? all that. Oh, even when he so worked, good. even at WWE, uh, Gewurz worked with him on some stuff. Koski, this guy Ed Koski was his guy, though. And so they wrote a lot of stuff together, but it was still punk driving the ship, I feel like, for a lot of those promos. So he's always had that gift of gab. Let's stay on Ali Lee, because I think I may have been wrong about someone we discussed last week. We talked a lot about Daniel Garcia, who is grouped up with Chris Jericho and seemed like an underneath guy in that group. I wasn't hip to any of his work outside of it. I knew nothing about him. And based off his look and how he'd been booked and presented so far, I hadn't seen anything impressive. I see him in a match with Brian Danielson, and he looks great. But Brian Danielson has not had a bad match that I have seen with anyone ever. He could make me look great. So I can't give that to homeboy. And at the very end of the match, which he loses, which he had to lose, he shakes Brian's hand. By the way, the crowd is so into this match. They're cheering the whole time for both guys. They're screaming, you're a wrestler. Clap, clap, mm-hmm. clap, clap. You're a wrestler. They're, they're putting this kid over while I'm watching this match and telling me how wrong I am. And then the match is over and the men shake hands and Chris Jericho, he goes to the ring. And he sees Daniel Garcia like being nice to Brian Danielson. And he, he's like, hey, or he, well, he actually goes to beat up Brian Danielson. Right. And uh, because uh, Daniel Garcia was being nice and he's beating the crap out of him. And Daniel Garcia goes to him, grabs his hand and spins him around and is like, yo, knock that shit off. And Jericho's in his face. And it's like a father and a son having that moment. I'm coming around on this big time. And not everyone that Jericho's tried to put over has gotten over. But damn, if he hasn't tried to get everyone in this company over. We're going to end with some SmackDown. All of the Ronda stuff is weird to me, Jeff. All of it. And I don't know if it's she's not getting the material and she's not able to 
put what they're writing for her over or if it's written strangely. Why why would you bring a bag of money and dump it out? Is that a heel move? She played it heel. But in today's day and age, that's more of a baller move. Like none of it makes sense to me. None of the arrests make sense to me. There's no emotion in her face ever. The crowd is super hit and miss with it. Sometimes they're booing. Sometimes they're, they don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. Her getting arrested. We've seen this before. We've, we've seen, we've done this before. It's so unoriginal. I'll put her in the cop car. It's like, oh God. Like, I, I just, I don't, I'm so over Ronda Rousey, probably about three or four minutes after Ronda Rousey came to pro wrestling. Yeah, man. I don't know, dude. I know she's a big star, but it just doesn't work. Not anymore. And, uh, and the hits just keep on coming with what I'm now calling the strangest booking of a world champion ever, yeah. Liv Morgan. <laughs> yeah. I, and again, Dude, I don't know whose fault this is. I don't blame Liv Morgan. I don't know. Okay, so hear me out on this. I've never seen someone have to play a weak champion. Someone who tapped out to get the belt, but remains a babyface, has to protect her arm, and it's almost not even playing injured. It's like scared and frail and weak, and the stuff with Shayna made her look like a punk. And she's the champion! And I, and again, maybe it maybe it's her. Maybe they're saying, "Yo, your your arms hurt, but don't look scared. You know, look defiant." That should be the note. You know, when Shayna's like, "I'm gonna break your hand," she should be looking at her like, "Do it, just then do it, do it now, just get it over with, and then we'll see if you even get a match." You know what I mean? Like something, like some kind of hero, some kind of bravery, courage, something, bro. Because everything else has been weird. It's just weird. I've never seen a weak. Babyface champion. I felt like the crowd, when you look at the crowd watching the match, everyone just kind of going, all right, yeah, this is, yeah, this is a thing happening out there. Very black, very, very underwhelming. Now, SmackDown closed with a strong Roman Drew segment with Sammy taking that boot that we mentioned. Um, We don't have to get too into it. I would rather get into my favorite of the week and hear yours. But my best of the week, that match was awesome. There was a backstage segment. I can't believe my favorite of the week is a backstage segment. With with Karrion Cross, And it was unique. It was honest and truthful. Like old school wrestling promos. He's calling out Drew McIntyre on the chosen one. That's the, that's the theme behind this promo that he's putting over all the chosen ones are the ones I'm going after. Like Roman was a chosen one. Even when the fans didn't want him to be champion, he was going to be champion. That was the same with Drew. I remember the segment when Vince brought him in and shook his hand and he was clean shaven. And the only note he would get is lose the Scottish accent. I had to work with him back then. I was like, don't stop taking that note. Like speak, just speak. You're fine. So Cross's promos going in on, I know what's going on in your head. You were the chosen one. And then he just cuts his throat and says, but you were fired because they were wrong. You were replaced by another chosen one. And he just goes in on these. And it was beautifully written, completely unique from other stuff. And I know that Hunter is giving the wrestlers who he respects a ton of latitude 
with as far as who writes their promos. If he likes the way they write their own stuff, he lets them. If he likes their ideas, he puts them through. And I know he respects Cross because that was his guy. And you saw what Vince did to him. So I think he's given Cross a ton of latitude. Remember, I used I was talking to Cross a lot, and a lot of the stuff I put in my script were his ideas, his thoughts, his philosophies, because I respected those ideas, and I'm really seeing a ton of his personality come through. This has to be him and Scarlett. And I loved it. I, I loved the way it was edited. I loved the lighting in it. So yeah, so that was my best of the week. What about you? Best of the week for me was my, was a, you're going to be surprised why this was my favorite, but it'll make sense. Uh, there's a fatal five-way number one contenders match. Sami Zayn, Ricochet. Uh, Dude, Ricochet happy. was insane in this match. He's, he's always insane. I get, I, I don't know why he's not more famous. Um, Sheamus, Happy Corbin, and there was one more person. I can't remember. Sammy. No, I said Sami Zayn. Oh, you Ricochet. did say Sammy. Oh, Madcap Moss. Yeah. Now. Fatal five-way number one contenders match. The only reason it was really good, and and Ricochet always is is incredible. But the reason it's my is the reason it's my pick of the week and my favorite match of the week is because Sheamus won. And I feel like I'm I'm here for a Sheamus like run, a big Sheamus push. I love Sheamus. I know he's a good guy. I also just think he's awesome and overlooked and under it, like just a journeyman in WWE, just completely doesn't get as much love as I think he should and I think this is uh, I think I, I was happy about that so that's why it's my match of the week I love that you picked this match I'm always happy when Sheamus wins I'm always happy when he gets a push my worst of the week we gotta talk about it oh no hit row interrupts the, <laughs> the maximum male it was so it was supposed to be a comedic spot you know it's supposed to be like and it was comedic for all the wrong reasons it was laughably terrible this was unwatchable. I mean, they got you guys. You have to check the acoustics. Like if Somebody's you're at the skipping forum, sound check. If you're at the forum, knock yourself out. It'll make them sound great. The crowd wants. We want to like them. If you don't, you end up having it sound like that, and it was. It, it made them come off looking amateur, and they should never. No star should ever come off looking like an amateur unless the intent was to do so. First of all, shout out to Masse. We love Masse. I wish he wasn't Masse, but shout out to Masse. <laughs> <laughs> I wish LA Knight was LA Knight. I don't yeah. understand why they're doing this. LA Knight fucking rules. And this is nonsense. This is nonsense. And then the team that you're getting to shut these guys up and throw them out, the baby faces, your intent is now we're going to make them look bad as well because this rap and these acoustics aren't going to sound good. And there's no post because <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It, you're dead on, bro. Oh, It's been one week and I'm already out on it. I was like, one week, I was like, yeah, all right, this is, new, this is cool. And then now I'm going, oh, I'm out. They could figure it out, man. It could turn into like a, they could turn it into more like a deaf poetry. I love hip hop culture. I want to see it represented in mainstream, but if it's not represented as clean as everything else on the show, then it makes it look whack and that, that doesn't help push it forward. So I would love to see them find a way to make this work. I hope they never rap in an, in an arena like that again, though, or they, or they fix the music or something. Cause that something. was rough sauce, bro. 
Have them lip sync, you know. It is weird what us wrestling fans want to be real and what we want to be fake. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's always a idiots. <laughs> very difficult to go, well, no chair shots have to be real, but uh, this doesn't have to be real. It's like, it's what I don't know what's happening. Oh, hey, we have forgotten, and you're so nice and forgetful that you have forgotten or didn't mention it. Tell the people where you're going to be this weekend. Oh, yeah, I would be. Oh, that's nice of you. I uh, just got back from Pittsburgh, had a great time, and this weekend I am in St. Louis at Helium Comedy Club, so get tickets for that. Uh, Helium's a great comedy club. Uh, last time I did St. Louis, it was during lockdown, when you, wasn't, you weren't supposed to be doing shows and stuff, and so there was no one there. The mall wasn't even open that the comedy club's <laughs> in. <laughs> so I'm excited to come back and have an awesome weekend. Yeah, hit him up on uh, socials. Hit us both up on socials. If he doesn't see it, I will, and I'll make sure he gets it. Follow us on our official show accounts on Instagram, Wrestling with Freddy. That's one word, I-E, not Y. Twitter, Pod. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. We'll see all of you next week on Wrestling with Freddy, a.k.a. Wrestling with Friends. Peace. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.